Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. Oh my gosh, they say the two things in show business is never work with children and never work with animals. And as you saw, I was trying to work with a live lamb on set that was probably a little bit larger than a little baby lamb. This thing wanted to, to kind of escape and get away. Away my past, wash away all the stains, wash away all my transgressions. That's right, see, amen. So, uh, but the whole point is that we are at Easter weekend where Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was sacrificed on an altar, sacrificed on a cross, so that you and I could have not only everlasting life, the forgiveness of our sins, but He got up out of the grave on Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, conquering death, conquering the grave, conquering hell, and defeating all the powers of darkness. So, uh, in John 1.29, it was John the Baptist that pointed out and says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. All the way through Judaism, through the nation of Israel, the history of Israel, God instituted that because man had sinned and the wages of sin was death, that God would allow for a substitution. So every year around this time of the year at Passover, they would bring a lamb. The lamb had to be one year old, without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. It had to be a perfect, innocent little lamb. And it would be presented to the high priest, and the high priest would lean with his entire weight over the lamb, and he would confess the sins of the nation Israel. And God would make a substitute that that lamb would receive the, the sins of Israel and that the people of Israel would receive the exchange. They would receive the innocence of the lamb so that God could continue to bless them. That's what John the Baptist meant when he pointed out Jesus. Jesus would be that innocent person. Jesus was innocent and he had to be innocent. Even Pontius Pilate examined him and says, man, I find, I find no, no guilt. I find nothing that this man has done wrong to condemn him for death. This man has done nothing wrong. This man is innocent. He's done nothing deserved. So they send him to Herod. Herod says, I find no fault in this man. There's no guilt in this man. They send him to Caiaphas, the high priest. They couldn't. Three times Jesus was examined. Three times it was the same aggregate. This man is completely innocent. He had to be innocent. Why? Because because his death on the cross on Good Friday, that's why it's Good Friday, was an exchange. When you lean into him, when you put your trust, when you confess your sins to him, he receives your sin and dies in your place on the cross. And he gives you and I his perfection, his innocence, and his right standing before God. But I want you to know there was something else that Jesus said. In Luke 9, 22, Jesus said this. He was telling the disciples how he's going to be betrayed and then he's going to be handed over to the Gentiles. Gentile means without God. And then how he's going to die. But he said this, he says, the son of man must suffer 
must suffer many things, be betrayed into the hands of sinners and be rejected by the Pharisees and the chief priests and the scribes. He'll die, but on the third day he will rise again. Jesus didn't just come to die. Jesus knew that he had to suffer. The first murder in the Bible is when Cain murdered his own brother Abel because Abel brought a lamb, an innocent lamb, as an offering to God and God accepted it. But Cain brought from his own volition, his own working of the ground. Well, God had cursed the ground. The arrogance of Cain to say, well, hey, God, I know you cursed the ground, but, but I can, through my effort, through my good works, overcome what you have sentenced to death. You can't. You can't save yourself from drowning and you can't resurrect yourself out of a grave. Only God's power, only God's grace and mercy can do that. And so instead he murders Abel. The Bible says God comes down and says to Cain, he says, hey, Cain, where's your brother? And Cain's like, how would I know? What am I, my brother's keeper? And God says, well, actually, yeah, you're, you're meant to be as a brother. You're meant to be your brother's keeper. And then God says this, what is this that I hear? Your blood, brother's innocent blood cries to me from the ground. It's crying out for justice. It's crying out for redemption. I want you to know the reason Jesus had to suffer is because there's something in the frequency of the blood that is elevated when an innocent man suffers and is murdered. Jesus had to suffer because his suffering sacrifice on the cross, they put a crown of thorns into his head. They beat him. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 that his visage, his image was, was so marred that it didn't look like a man was hanging on the cross. It looked like a butchered animal was hanging on that cross. And because of his suffering and then the, the, the death in his blood, his blood cries out louder than the accuser, Satan the accuser, who stands before God and says, you can't let Jürgen into heaven. He's a sinner. You can't let Jürgen into heaven. He did this. He thought that. He reached out to this and he, he abused this person and he... But the blood of Jesus screams louder than your sins and screams louder than your accuser. I received Christ on a beach. I had no, no fascination or interest with religion at all. I was going into a Christian surfer's surfing competition. I just wanted to kind of get some accolades as a, as a great surfer. Uh, chicks dig surfers where I grew up. But, you know, you got a good tan, you got bleached hair and, uh, and you're fit. And it was a great way to, to pull the chicks. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of have a little bit of uh, bravado and a little bit of respect around my posse, around the, the, the beach. So I went into this Christian surface competition. My sponsor told me that if I could win or place, they'd put me on the amateur tour and they'd provide me with all this extra, all these extra clothes and wetsuits and all kinds of stuff. So when I heard about this Christian surface, I'm like, oh my gosh, like taking candy from a baby. Everybody knows Christians aren't competitive. They're so Mr. Nice guy. They're going to let me have waves. You know, they're probably kooks. They can't surf. Well, that weekend wrecked my life because I'm telling you what I wasn't looking for God but I had no idea that God was looking for me. You're sitting here today, you may not even be looking for God, but I want you to know there's a God in heaven who's looking for you. 
You're here today. You're meant to be here. He's been trying to get to you. I had no idea he'd been trying to get to me for many, many years. And on that beach, I prayed a prayer and I just invited Christ into my heart. When he came into my heart, everything changed. When he came into my heart, everything was renewed. I was born again. That was 30, almost 38 years ago. And I'm telling you, 38 years later, following Jesus Christ, there is nothing like it. Jesus had to come. He had to suffer. Jesus Christ had to be innocent. And Jesus Christ had to be sacrificed. He had to be sacrificed. There's a story in the Old Testament where Abraham was asked by God to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, on an altar in the land of Moriah on one of the mountains of which I will show you. And as Abraham and his son Isaac are walking to the place that God had shown him, little Isaac's 12 years of age and he's carrying the wood on his back, just like Jesus, God's son, would be carrying the cross on his back. And the Bible says that Isaac looks around and he says, Papa, I see the wood, I see the altar, but where's the lamb? (laughs) You forgot the lamb. Where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham so moved prophesies, speaks out of his word, a declaration. He says, my son, God himself will provide the lamb for the offering. And then the Bible says, and this is what it goes on. It says, for it has been said that in the mountain, God will provide the sacrifice. Mount Moriah is right where Jesus Christ was crucified. Jesus was crucified right by Mount Moriah in Israel today, in Jerusalem today, is where the Temple Dome is. And Jesus was crucified just outside of there in Golgotha on Mount Moriah. The word Moriah comes from the word Mara and Yah. Mara means bitterness and suffering. Yah means God. That literally, that where Jesus was crucified would be where God would would find a bitterness suffering. He would take on the bitterness of sin, the bitterness of the sting of death, the bitterness of our iniquity. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, that God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus had to be sacrificed because you and I had no other way to clean up our mess, to get free from the chains of addiction, of bondage, of sin, of guilt, of shame. But Jesus Christ was the sacrifice so that you and I could be set free. I had no idea. I was in a surfing competition. I placed fourth in in the final, the guy who came first got up and started talking about Jesus. I'm like, that guy's too cool to talk about Jesus. He gave an appeal at the end. He said, listen, if you've never received Christ, it's your turn today. He says, maybe you've tried drugs. I'm like, guilty. He says, maybe you've tried booze. Guilty. Maybe you've used girls. Guilty. Like he just went through the list. I'm like, man, I've done every single one of those things. He says, but you'll find that none of those things satisfy. And you know what? They don't. I have found that the temporal can't fill the eternal. On the inside of every human heart, there's an eternal-shaped hole that temporal things can't fill. There's not enough drugs. There's not enough booze. There's not enough girls. There's not enough success. There's not enough fame. There's not enough material things to fill that void. It's a eternal hole that can only be filled by an eternal God and an eternal truth. Jesus Christ had to be sacrificed so that you and I could have that 
fulfillment, that satisfaction, and that forgiveness. I don't know where you're at today, but I know that you're here listening to this message. You may not be looking for God, but my friend, God is looking for you. One of our campus pastors is going to get up right now. And when they get up, they're going to give you an opportunity to to pray and receive Christ. In a moment, they're going to ask you just to bow your head and close your eyes. And and they're going to give you an opportunity to respond. Don't just treat Easter as just like a, a service that you checked the box and you did a religious thing. Take it from a religious thing to a resurrection thing. Take it from a place where it was just, hey, I just thought I'd attend a service to a place where I had an encounter with a living God who transforms people's lives. When Leanne and I moved here in 2005, we didn't know anybody. We didn't know where we were going to start the church. All we knew was the power of God. All we knew was the power of what we'd experienced with this message. Today, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people sitting right around you have had that encounter with this power, with this resurrection, with this God. And today, it's your turn. Come on up, campus pastors. Come and land this plane. Give people an opportunity to receive Christ and experience resurrection power this Easter Sunday. It's been an honor to speak to you. I'm Pastor Jurgen, lead pastor of Awaken Church. We love you and we hope to see you again. God bless you. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.